It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown Podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to YesNetwork.com's Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Cal, along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website, the number one fan message board. If you're a Giant fan, if you're somebody looking for info about the Giants, and I tell you, there's going to be a lot of people looking for info about the Giants after Sunday's victory in Philadelphia, and I know we spoke about it last week, Eric. When you get such a week-to-week team like the Giants are this year when they're decimated by injuries and they had such a bad offseason, when you come away with a victory in Philadelphia, like what happened on Sunday, there is nothing better. Um, yeah, this is great. I mean, I, I didn't expect this. I don't think you expected it. And we know most people didn't expect that win. And to go into Philadelphia after losing six in a row and really to, to put the game away in the last eight minutes of the game, it was a little bit of a uh, minor reversal from, from the previous year where, you know, of course, we all know what happened in the last game last year with the Eagles. And the Giants this time turned the tables. The, the Eagles had, had a lead, and then in the fourth quarter, the Giants just took over the, took over the football game and scored the last 15 points. And to do it in Philadelphia in front of, in front of those fans who were expecting a win, um, all the Giants fans, for the most part out there, were, were expecting the worst. That, just a great, great win. And probably the most important regular season win they've had in a few years now, going back maybe to the 2008 season when they played the Panthers at the end of the season for the number one seed in the NFC. This this may be a may have been the biggest regular season win they've had since then. Absolutely, and I know Giant fans like me were on the edge of their seats because you've seen them lose to Philly every single way possible. And before we break down the offense and the defensive side, just the game as a whole, I'm just so proud of the Giants the way they stuck in there and they and they 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 went for it. Uh, for the lead at the end and and they didn't hold back with a field goal and I was just so proud of them and like I said it was one of those things where you walked away from the game feeling so much better about this season now you know it's still going to be a tough year I mean you look at the schedule the second half it's going to be rough but you just get such a better sense of the Giants because they had such a short work week Philly really needed to win the game and like most Giant fans I'm very proud of my team yeah and the Giants took the big lead. They went up 14-0, and but you felt it slipping away. You, 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 especially towards the end of the first half, beginning of the second half. You know they got especially at the very end of the first half where they had the ten nothing, ten nothing run. The, the Eagles did, and then they got the extra extra field goal right at the end there. And you're thinking, oh man, here we go again. And then they start start the uh, third quarter. The Eagles go the length of the field. And they've got first and goal from the two-yard line. And with a penalty, they've got four shots before they kick the field goal getting into the end zone. And what a great goal line stand. And I think Giants fans out there, more than anything, really appreciate great goal line defense. And, and this, the hold the Eagles to a field goal there was huge. Then you fast forward a little bit, fourth and one. I think that was one of the key plays in the entire game. A lot of, you can second-guess Sandy Reid a lot if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan because that was a really, really risky call at the 43-yard line. Giants get the ball, go down, go the length of the field and take the lead again. I mean, that, I mean, the thing that really impressed me with this game was 
you felt it slipping away, but unlike the previous year, they 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 wouldn't let they wouldn't be denied. They 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 finished up strong and they actually went away. You know they 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 had a pretty sizable margin at the end of the game. Tremendous. And if I remember correctly, a couple of years back when the Giants did have that Super Bowl season, it was in Week Three where they had a tremendous goal line stance against the Redskins, which I yep. think turned their season around. So let's start out on defensive side of the ball because. We all worried about the defensive backs coming in this game and the dangerous Philly receivers, and for the most part, the Giants did a very good job containing them. And it looked like Vic was a little gun-shy in the first half. They kept showing replays on TV, and it looked like he could have run for a couple of first downs. You had some big plays by Ross. But i got to tell you, Eric, the Giant defense really knocks Vic on his butt every single time <laughs> they play him. Even when he was back in our, in uh, Atlanta, I thought they did a great job, and they really get physical with him, and I think you saw the effects of that. Yeah, and you know what was great was, and I, I, I'm not a big Michael Vick fan, so you're not going to hear a lot of sympathy here. What was great was, even on, for instance, the interception, the first interception, he turns around is trying to make a tackle, and Dave Tollefson's knocking him on his butt. I mean, and he took a pretty good shot there, and that's the, that's the key. You know, if he wants to play running back, if he wants to, you know, do all these things, he's fair game, and you put a hat on him, and he whines after the game about not getting the calls and all that. I didn't see anything late. That he, he plays that game that way. He doesn't have a great offensive line, and he's, he wants to play running back out there. He's going to get hit. And what a weird game for the defense, though. We had two, two games to start the season where the run defense was awesome and the Giants were giving up 300 yards passing. You figure in this game – the Giants were going to have to play more of a nickel defense, and but you figured, again, they were going to do a decent job against the run, and the Eagles were going to have big plays in the passing game. They didn't have any big plays in the passing game, but the, the Eagles ran all ran the football over them. If they could, have, my only criticism of the Giants' defense is I wish someone would teach um, somebody how to tackle Sean McCoy because that guy was running wild on the Giants. But Aaron Ross did great. Um, Corey Webster did great. You rarely heard Deshaun Jackson's name all day long. I mean, that's the one thing that was lost in, the, in this whole Michael Vick thing controversy after the game. Is mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson was really, really quiet. The Giants did a number on him. The tight ends were quiet. They, they really did a good job in, uh, in defending the pass in this game. And Steve Smith, I mean, for a guy that knows the Giants team very well, I think he caught two passes. But I also want to give some credit to Deshaun McCoy because a lot of that you know, all of his yards had to do with his talent because he's very shifty, he's very elusive, and it wasn't like he was just running through straight holes. He was making some moves and some cutbacks that the Giants just, it it looked like, you know, he had grease on him and the Giants just couldn't wrap and tackle him. So I'm also going to give some credit to McCoy, and the Giants were in good places a lot of the time. It's just that they missed tackles because of his shiftiness. And I want to agree with you. I think this game was won on the line of scrimmage. I think the defensive line did a tremendous job with pressure. I think all the money that's invested in defensive line, you really saw it pay off this week. I think Tuck is a big difference maker when he is in the game playing. Everybody loves JPP's motor, and we're very excited about him this season. You saw Canty make plays. You know, you see these guys pursue. So, I mean, you really couldn't be upset about anything you really saw on the defensive side because Philly is an explosive team. It's going to be impossible to totally keep them off the board, but very important to contain them. Yeah, and the defensive line across the board is playing really well. We saw it again. We talked about it last week, but we saw it again. Even the reserves are stepping up. You saw Rocky Bernard make a great play in in the goal line situation. Jimmy Kennedy's playing really well in goal line. Um, You know, they they come at you in waves, and and they're going to get – 
O.C. Umanura back this week, it looks like, and that's another guy. Tuck's a little bit beat up right now. Um, I'm, I'm hoping they can get get to the bye week without really aggravating that neck too much more um, and giving him a couple of weeks rest because I think he really needs it. But Tuck's a great is a key. Um, they're they're going to have a real interesting dilemma, I think, when Umanura is back and 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 Pierre Paul is playing and and how they're going to handle that rotation and all that. But it's a nice problem to have, and they're just going to be able to come at people in waves with the defensive line. And as far as weapons go, I know we have to bring up Victor Cruz because after that first drop against Washington, a lot of the team looked down on him, and he had a chance to step up this week, and he absolutely stepped up. He made some moves after the catch. That produced a fantastic first touchdown, and it really got the Giants going, I think. And the second touchdown, where he just jumps up and gets it over two defensive backs, one of them being pretty much was supposed to be the stud of the NFC as far as defensive backs in Asamoah. Very impressive, and I was actually able to speak to him the other day on Tuesday when he came in to do our This Week in Football show, and he was just so excited to get the opportunity. He's a local kid, and it just it's just really a good story. It's not one of those things where you go, oh, this kid's taking advantage of the limelight right now and he's eating it up. No, he's very proud of himself, and when you make plays, it's huge. But, Eric, in a rivalry with the Giants and the Eagles, when you make plays in these games that decides a game like that, it is tremendous. Yeah, where did that come from, too? I mean, we we all saw Cruz two years ago in the Jets game do what he did. He had three touchdowns. He looked amazing that game. He actually, in that preseason, he had a couple other games where he played pretty well, too. But he didn't do anything in the preseason this year. He didn't do anything in the first two games. If you told somebody that Victor Cruz was going to be the offensive star of the game along with Eli Manning. But if you told Victor, it said Victor Cruz was going to do this and do this against the caliber of competition he was doing, and no one would have believed you. I mean, the guy played like he was an eight-year veteran out there, and you know he's not terribly big. He's not terribly fast. He's not the quickest guy in the world. But, but man, he made some huge highlight reel-type plays. And you're right, that, that's, that second touchdown – really got them going, I thought, in terms of, of, of momentum. And when that game was still very much on, on the line, you know, Eli puts that ball up for grabs. There's two defensive backs there. You don't think that has a chance to get complete. And he sky, he, it's sort of a, a basketball move. He boxes out everybody, and he skies for it. And he comes down with the touchdown. And, and just a tremendous play. And I, just, I love the, 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 his reaction in the end zone there where he was so excited. And then you saw the fullback. Hynowski come over there and they're sort of, you know, looking up into the stands and it's really quiet in Philadelphia and they were just celebrating. It was just an awesome moment. Yeah, because you know what? For the most part, that's what Philadelphia has been doing to Giant fans, you know, with Deshaun Jackson last year. And I've seen punts run back and interceptions run back. So it was nice for the Giants fans to just eat up that moment right there. And it reminded me of the last time the Giants won in Philadelphia in overtime when Eli threw that pass up to Plaxico Burris. Yeah. And it was similar. I mean, big, big, big difference in height. But the way he just went up and got it was very impressive. And there's just one other area I really need to talk about in this game. And I have to give credit to the Giants running backs because they are making some catches out of the backfield this year. And for the most part, Eli Manning, who's always thrown balls to the running backs either too high or too low. This year, I think he's doing a great job of getting the ball to Bradshaw and Jacobs. And I think they are really making things happen. Yeah, that's something that I really, really wanted them to focus on in the offseason. And then when they started losing guys like Boss and Steve Smith, 
I was thinking, man, they've got to start getting these running backs more involved in, in, in the passing game, but they haven't really done that since Tiki Barber left. And Tiki used to catch a lot of passes under Tom Coughlin, too, but when he left, for whatever reason, th- that they sort of got away from that. And, um, you know, Bradshaw's been catching a lot of passes, and that 40-yarder to uh, Jacobs to start the game, that, that was a beautiful play. That was really well designed it, the, the, to uh, – single out the uh, the rookie linebacker on the Eagles, and they, they sort of drew coverage completely away from that side of the field and left him one-on-one with Jacobs, and Jacobs beat him badly, and, and Eli put up a perfect pass, and that, that was awesome. So I hope they have more of that and, you know, more more passing to the running backs, Bradshaw, Jacobs, even where if they want to do that, because cause I think that's a way to sort of compensate for the losses and free agency that they've experienced. Sure, and say what you want about Eli Manning. I think it was a tremendous game, and I just think he's one of those solid quarterbacks where short work week, and it's one of those years where a lot of people are going to be watching what he does because of what he said in the, in the preseason, and he goes out there and he throws four touchdown passes, no interceptions. On a week, you really needed him to stay step up and takes some control because of the lack of the wide receivers. So very proud. And now the Giants going to Phoenix, Arizona, site of where they won their last Super Bowl for this week against the Cardinals. And we're going to come right back and talk about that game on Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast, Joe Callow, Eric Kennedy. We're back, folks. Want to see what everyone's talking about? Check out the two-time Emmy Award-winning video content at YesNetwork.com. It's the best in Yankees web shows, podcasts, and features only at yesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Cal, along with Eric Kennedy of the Big Blue Interactive website, the number one Giants fan message board on the internet. And of course, Giant fans, some pessimistic Giant fans, may be looking at this week as a letdown because of the big emotional victory that the Giants had on the road against Philadelphia. I think the Giants, I think this victory gave them a lot of confidence, and I think it really changed their mentality about the rest of the season. So what are your thoughts, Eric, on going into Phoenix? You know, I have the same confidence that you have, but I'm a little bit worried about this game. Not so much because it's a letdown, though that that's a little bit, you know, that factors into it as well. I'm still not sure what kind of team this is that we have here. Aaron Ross looks like garbage against the Rams. He looks great against Philadelphia. Victor Cruz didn't do anything in the first two games. He looks like a superstar against Philadelphia. Those were two huge question marks that we had going into that game. Do those guys revert back to form or do they, or do they keep building on what just happened? Um, I wouldn't be overly confident because remember this team did lose to the Redskins. The Rams game was closer than the score. And I just don't know. If you look at their schedule now, you, you, you think, man, the Giants could really you know, build a little bit of a cushion here going into the bye week. They've got this game. They've got the Seahawks. They've got this up-and-coming Bills team. Um, and then they, then they hit the bye. And I think Giants fans are sort of penciling in a win here with Arizona, and I think the Giants should win this game. But I'm holding my breath a little bit because <laughs> I just haven't seen enough of this team yet to really form a judgment on what exactly what we've got with these guys. Oh, yeah. Many of many Giant fans right now saying this has all the makings of a last-second field goal come from behind victory where the Giants <laughs> are hopefully going to get the ball last. We've seen this many times with the Giants, and I just think for, for the Giants' part, I think last week might have given them more confidence, so hopefully that mentality you know rolls into this week. You're playing against a different kind of quarterback than – well, everybody's a different kind of quarterback 
quarterback than Michael Vick <laughs> with Kevin Cobb. But you're getting a lot of talent out of the wide receiver position because you go to a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, and boy, he is talented. Yeah, he's obviously the key. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is a stud. Everyone knows that. I think if he was on a different team, we may even be talking about this guy being clearly the best wide receiver in, in, in football. Um, now they've got Kevin Kolb has joined the team, and he's actually he's played decently. You know, he's got a good quarterback rating. He he the the the, uh, the Cardinals are only one and two. Um, they they lost to a, a bad Seahawks team. Um, so, but their their losses have been only by a total of four points. The two losses that they had. And they've got Kolb, they've got they've got uh, uh, Todd Heap at tight end. We all know how, he's a good player. Uh, Beanie Wells is a running back um, that that's averaging 5.7 yards a carry. He didn't play last week, but the the previous two weeks he gained over 100 yards. They've got some talent on offense. The defense is going to have to come and play. Defensively, Arizona's not looking so hot. They're they're ranked 27th in the league in defense, and they they're you can hurt them either with the pass and the run. I like this as a game where the Giants really start to get some consistency with their running game. I want to see the offensive line play some smash mouth, Giants do some play action passes, and and get a lead, get an early lead on these guys, um, and they just just grind it out on them. Um, but they've got to play good defense on these guys, and and that's where my again my question is: is can a guy like Aaron Ross and Corey Webster, how are they going to do against Larry Fitzgerald? Cardinals like to spread the ball around too, so the linebackers are going to have to cover and the safeties are going to have to cover. I wonder what kind of game Ontrell Roll, going back to his old team, is going to have. I, you know, we haven't seen a lot of big plays from Ontrell in the passing game. He's he's a pretty good run defender, but it, when he's been with the Giants, but when he came from Arizona, he used to make plays all the time in the secondary um, against the pass. I'd like to see a little bit of that this week, maybe pick off a pass or two from him, um, he, because that's the one part of the game we really haven't seen from him yet. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, Eric, so don't fall off the chair, but we have some <laughs> positive news on the injury front, where Mario Manningham is now cleared to practice, so hopefully he can play, and we may get to see Ozzy Yuminura play his first game of the season, so I think that'll add to the defensive rotation because I love what the Giants did with that. I keep hate I hate to keep referring back to the Super Bowl year, but I think the way that they rotated the defensive ends that year was brilliant. And I just think that, you know, when you can go in there and get all these pass rushers knocking the quarterback on his butt. Look, look what it did to Michael Vick this week. It clearly, clearly got into his head. So I really think that could be effective. So we'll see how the Giants go about it on the West Coast this week. And I understand this week some people wrote in with some questions on the Big Blue Interactive website. Yeah, there's a few questions for us. Uh, first question to both of us was they, they want, uh, uh, one of our um, posters wanted to know what we thought about Henry Hanowski's play at fullback and also a question about um, uh, Williams at linebacker. He, he looks like he's – the question was, it looks like he's taking more time from Greg Jones, and, and what did we think of that? Um, my initial impression is, is Henry Hainowski is ex- doing exactly what I thought he'd be doing. As he gains experience, uh, he's getting better and better. He's a rookie. He's still going to make rookie mistakes, but you're, you're seeing as he gets more comfortable, you're seeing him become more and more aggressive and more and more and more of a factor. And I think he, this is a young kid that's just going to continue to get better for the Giants, and I really like him. Williams, I think, is all about matchups. I, I, first of all, I think his upside's probably bigger than all the linebackers on the team right now because he's such a great athlete. And, I, and you and I talked last week about 
um, the, the matchups with the Eagles and, and probably needing to get Williams on the field more because he's better in pass coverage. Um, I, I don't think that's a knock knock on Greg Jones so much as they, they recognize that the Eagles are a passing team and they wanted to get the better the best pass coverage linebackers on the field. One guy who's playing great right now that's not getting a lot of press is Michael Boley. So Boley's doing well, and then they brought brought Williams in. And a guy like Greg Jones, who's from the from the Big Ten, you know, he doesn't see those passes as much. He's not the athlete as much as Williams is. And I just think it's just a matter of matchups. Yeah, and, and when you go into the season with a rookie linebacker, you understand that you're not going to have a lot of experience, but you are going to get a lot of speed. And I think Williams is going to really help as far as speed go with the linebackers. And it's just a matter of time. Look, he's only three games into his pro NFL career, and – both him and Jones were thrust into positions that they really didn't think they were going to be in in the beginning of the year, and we spoke about this before. This, this, there was no off season, Eric. There right. was no off season, so there was no time for these kids to prepare for something like this. So for the most part, unless you see a play where the camera shows him holding his, you know, his hands on his hips after a play, and they show that he got beat, you're do, you're doing okay when you're a rookie like that, and, and, and it doesn't look like you know. People are targeting you and going after you. And Hynowski, I think the Giants, I mean, Tom Coughlin has a way that he uses his fullbacks, no matter who is in there. And it looks like he's going to get thrown to maybe once, twice a game, so he's going to get that pass. And if he hangs on to it, that's a very good thing because it's usually a first down when he hangs on to catching a pass. Mm -hmm. And as far as blocking, sure, a lot's going to dictate with the running game. He's got two very, very talented running backs and two different types of running backs. Jacobs is pretty much going to run through the hole. Ahmad Bradshaw has the ability to be shifty. So, I, you know, so far, I don't really think that you can give the, either of these guys any standout grades. But so far, the running game hasn't been abysmal, so that's a good thing. And the play of the linebackers, you know, sure, for the first couple of weeks they were running around. But I think everybody had an upgrade this week against Philadelphia because they didn't let these talented receivers and the talented LaShawn McCoy kill them. Sure, McCoy did a lot of really, really good things. He had 125 yards, but it's not like what McFadden did to the Jets. Right. So I think on the Giants' part, this is how it's going to be with them. With the state of the Giants with injuries, they need these guys to step up. So now it's going to be, hey, let's see how they do. Every week it's going to be, hey, forget about let's see how they do. They have to do it because we have nobody left. Right. And the exciting thing about this, too, is as these guys gain experience, they should get better. And it, it bodes well for the Giants, not just this year, but in future years. And for years, Giants fans have been saying, when are we going to get some linebackers? And now they've got some guys who, who haven't even played that much other than special teams still sitting on the bench who looked really good in the preseason. So they've got some guys that I think as they continue to grow, they'll look better and better. And there was an interesting article in the New York Post this week uh, where they were quotes from, from Jesse Armstead, and Armstead was basically saying he sees a lot of um, – uh, Williams uh, himself and Williams and, and very he made that good comparison. Thing. So that's a very good thing because Jesse Armstead was a little undersized, but he was so quick. I think Jesse was a great player for the Giants. Yes, he was, and he was probably the last great linebacker we've had. Uh, and it's been a while since we've had some. Yeah. So hopefully, this guy, you know, sort of picks up the mantle there. So. Now the other question, one of the other questions we had was regarding the offensive line and whether we thought the uh, the offensive line was starting to come together. And I, I think it is. I, I'd like to see a little more consistency in the running game. But one thing that again I think that sort of got um, ignored a little bit is the Giants played the Eagles, a very dangerous pass rushing team. A lot of uh, they have their own high priced defensive line. 
and they've got guys on that line that have given us fits in the past, and the Giants did pretty well. And Eli was sacked three times. Some of that was him holding on to the football, not, again, throwing it up and being careful with it. But, um, you know, this was a big game for Will Beatty playing against Trent Cole. Um, you, the inside guys have had trouble with, with the defensive tackles on the Eagles, and I think we're starting to see that the offensive line come together and if that continues, that really bodes well for the Giants in the rest of the season, too. Absolutely. And where I want to pick up about Beatty is I watched the game the week before between the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the Eagles, and they really highlighted Cole. And they just couldn't stop him. They, they, they were trying to block him every which way, and they just couldn't stop him. So if you look at what he did the week before, and sure, Eli took three sacks this week, but the Eagles are a blitzing team. And the way he was handled this week, it, it was very, very good. I think it was an outstanding Outstanding effort by Will Beatty, and I think the Giants, for the most part, took a beating in the offseason for not going out and get free agents. And one thing that the GM has said since preseason has started is, you know what, we went out and got our top free agent. We got the number one center on the market. And Bass came in, and for the most part, I think he's doing a very good job. And when you got a guy like Deal who can just change positions. You know, a lot of guys, look, I mean, look at look at a guy like Ozzy Yumanura. If you change anything in what he's doing, he gets crazy. If you bring him right. out on second down. if You you get a guy like Deal who you could just keep moving around and he never says a word about it. I mean, this that is really good to have, and you have an anchor in Snee. So I think, sure, I don't want to sound so positive about everything coming off the Philadelphia win, right. but I will because it's a Philadelphia win. And I think that, <laughs> you know what, I think that, you know what, it, it can only bring confidence to the Giants, and everything is going to looked at uh, going to get looked at a little bit better this week than it was last week. But the giant, the giant running game this week, I know you mentioned that you'd like to see a little bit more out of it, and we'll get to see this week, and I agree with you. I think every week that this line plays together and we'll cross our fingers, we'll cross our toes. No injuries. Ab- about injuries, you know, because yeah. Kareem McKenzie, as all Giant fans know, he's good for a couple games a year where he gets those back spasms, right. and he comes out. So for the most part, the offensive line coach is going to tell you it's a work in progress, and hopefully it just keeps getting together every week and better. Right. And then um, one other question we have, because I know we're probably running out of time here, but one other question that we had, too, was uh, do we think the Giants are going to make any moves at tight end? Um, You know, I think they like Jake Jake Ballard, and Jake Ballard, again, had another nice catch, and it looks like he's good. As you were mentioning earlier, it looks like Hynowski's good for one or two catches a game. So far, it looks like Ballard's good for one or two catches a game, but they, they tend to be decent catches, which is a good thing. The guy that sort of, if you want to talk about a negative, was Beckham, uh, Travis Beckham's fourth down snafu where, you, you know, you don't usually see Eli yelling at his guys, and even Eli was frustrated with him after uh, fourth and three, and he doesn't run um, his route uh, deep enough to get the first down or, or roll for the first down after he fell on the ground. Um, I, you know, they the way you listen to the coaches, they seem to still like Travis Beckham a lot, in terms of his talent, but you, you get a sense that they're frustrated with the fact that he's not on the field all that much. So I think they're going to stick with him. I think if they if they make a move at tight end, it it would be to would probably replace a guy like Bear Pascal. Um, but they, they've been bringing in some tight ends to work out. I've noticed, um, but they haven't signed anybody. So I think they'll keep their eyes and ears open. I just don't think that I'm not sure there's anybody out there right now right now that's going to really help them all that much. And I think I agree with you. I think that one play. To Beckham this week kind of sums up how the Giants feel about Beckham because they give him a chance to get a huge first down. He falls over, and he can't even roll to get it. And you saw the frustration on Eli's face 
And you could just tell the rest of the team is just so frustrated with this guy because I think they know that he has a lot of talent. He's just not producing. And sure, I would love that the Giants went out and got a tight end because I'm really, really not comfortable with that position so far because you're seeing all these other teams in the league really utilize the tight end. And I think it could really help the Giants if they did have someone that it could at least be accounted for when you're making a defensive game plan against the Giants. So we'll see how they use Beckham this week. We'll see how they use the tight ends and how they use all of their weapons as they go into Phoenix this week and try to get a victory. As always, Eric, thanks for joining us each and every week here on Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Great. Take care, guys. Until next week, folks, stay blue, stay true. We'll see Go you Giants. Then. Go Giants.